Amen. Thank you uh, for that song. God is so good. Amen. And we cannot uh, debate that. The Lord is always good, even uh, through our trials. Trials don't prove whether or not God is there. God is always there. Uh, but trials prove whether uh, you're there with God. And it shows you where you're, you're at with the Lord. It shows you how close, what you run to. Uh, men, what, what pleasure you run to in the hard times. Do you run to, to the Word of God or do you want to take off somewhere, right? And it shows you where your heart is. It's not uh, because of that trial. That's where your heart has been. And a trial just brings what uh, is already there out. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking today about. Uh, in Second Peter chapter 2, kids are going to be upstairs today because uh, your time is yet to come, amen, after service. Now, I was praying. I said, Lord, uh, give me a message, and uh, you expect to have a special uh, kid's message. But I'll tell you what, we all need the Word of God, and uh, I, I always try to hopefully preach what God uh, gives me uh, as I uh, seek the Lord. And may I never preach uh, anything else besides that, even if it is a good message. It doesn't matter. We need to hear from the Lord, not from me. Nobody can replace the voice of God. It's a distinct voice, and there's not the most eloquent speaker that can substitute the voice of God. God doesn't need an eloquent speaker. He doesn't need uh, anyone who thinks they're perfect uh, to give a message. God just needs uh, His voice to be heard. Amen? And we all need to hear God's voice this morning. We need to have ears to hear. Uh, So put me aside, and uh, let's stand and, and try to hear from God's Word and we all need to hear from, from the Lord. We all need to hear from heaven. And open up your hearts right now. Get out, get out the cares. Get out the bitterness. Get out the, uh, the issues and, and the contention out of your heart. And try to open up your heart to the things of God and to the Lord as he, as he tries to break through those walls of, of unforgiveness, pride, and bitterness. And tries to infiltrate the deepest parts uh, so he can deal with you. In 2 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to read a few verses here, and they're very tough verses uh, if you read them right away. But we're going to dig into them. The Bible says in verse 14, the Bible says, Having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, that cannot cease. Uh, it's a down spiral. When you put your hand to something and the devil grips you up and you're not able to keep control of it, uh, that cannot cease from sin beguiling unstable souls. They go after other people, get them involved. Misery loves company. And heart they have exercised with covetous practices. And let's look at this one phrase here, cursed children. Cursed children. And we look out today in this world, uh, our children are cursed. They never had a chance. They never had a chance. The daycares are springing up. Parents, just throw, them, throw, throw your kids in a daycare. Give them a phone or tablet. Let, let the phone, let the media raise them. Let the videos raise them. Let the cartoons raise them. You, the, the kids are in your way. You just throw them a phone and tablet uh, to get them out of your hair. Your children are going to be cursed. This generation uh, is a generation of cursed children. But I want to say today, it's not too late, amen? We serve the true living God, 
And uh, you can turn that curse around, and your children can be blessed. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you'd help us all, Lord, to see uh, that uh, this generation needs some help. And there's only help that comes from one person. Lord, it's no one here uh, but you that are in, that's in the midst, Lord, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, uh, we look to you, our God and our Savior, the only one who conquered death, the only one who, whose blood can wash away sin, the only one who is all-powerful, all-knowing. Lord, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. Lord, you're everywhere. And Lord, you can never fail because you are the unfailing God. You are the faithful God, our true and faithful high priest. Lord, who intercedes, uh, Lord, our mediator, our the true Lord and only living God. Thank you for dying for us. We look to you in this hour. I pray you help us all. We need help. Lord, if anyone says here, I don't need any help, I'm fine living my life. Lord, they're deceived. We all need help. I pray you help us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I need some, I need some brave children. Any children? Any, any boys brave down there? If you're brave, some, some smaller kids, come on up here, Philip, Nathan. You got any more brave boys? Come on. Chase, there we go. All right, we're getting brave. Come on. Steven, come on. Any more, anyone brave up here? Come on. Come on, come on up. Come on up. I just have to ask you a couple questions. A couple questions. They're not complicated questions. When are you going to need a mic? All right, here we go. This is for the record. What is your name? Chase King. Chase, do you want to be cursed? No. Write that on the record. For the record, what is your name? Philip. Philip, do you want to be cursed? No. Put that on the record. For the record, what is your name? Nathan. Nathan, do you want to be cursed? No. Man, put that on the record. For the record, what is your name? William. William. William, do you want to be cursed? No. Do you know what cursed is? Yes. Amen. And what is your name? Summer. 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 I know you don't want to be cursed, but I'm going to have to ask you anyway. Do you want to be cursed? No. No. Amen. You guys want to be blessed? Mm-hmm. Amen. As children, there's uh, one thing that you have to do to be blessed, and we're going to talk about that. Amen. Right now, it's up to the parents to get you in that way. I mean, you can go be seated. The Bible says, having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart, they have exercised with covetous practices. Curse children. Parents, if you want your children cursed, Go ahead and follow your pernicious ways. Go ahead and follow your flesh. Uh, let, give yourself over to pleasure. You think, you think sin doesn't have a consequence. The children are reaping what you have sown for them. As you uh, sow and sow and sow to your flesh, your children will reap corruption. We need parents that will sacrifice uh, for their children, uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ, so that their kids can be blessed. Not using excuses. Well, I didn't have a good childhood. That, that has no effect uh, on your children uh, other than you giving up too soon to see your kids blessed ahead of you. 
you have a decision. Everyone has a decision and a choice to make. We're going to go over to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. Now, the world is good at captivating uh, our attention and focus away from the Lord. Uh, This world is going to hell. Hell is a real place. Uh, It is not a figment of uh, of a place where after you die and you're not a good person, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll not go to heaven or you'll spend some time there. Listen, uh, the devil uh, is fearful of hell. The devil is not in hell. The devil is on this earth. And he is fearful of the day when the Lord Jesus Christ will cast him in the lake of fire. And I'm not trying to bring fear uh, today to anybody, but I'm going to let you know that hell is a literal, real place. Um, and the Bible says that all those who reject the Lord Jesus Christ will be cast in the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. The judgment of the Lord is real. Uh, If you believe uh, and see that uh, this world is empty and there's problems with this world, you know that the devil's real. That's because uh, the devil caused all that mess. He's the one who caused sin to come when he tempted Adam and Eve and Adam fell. And through Adam, sin passed upon all the men. Every man, for that all have sinned. But we serve a true and living God. If you believe in wickedness, believe in the devil. And if you believe in the devil, you know that there's God then. God is, uh, oversees this entire world. He holds the whole world in his hands. And he's all powerful. And he created us. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, in verse uh, 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every, just Genesis 5, or 6, chapter 6, verse 5, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. How is the imaginations of your heart? What drives you? What The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What goes through your mind and in your heart is the person that you are. If you uh, disguise yourself as anybody else through life, then that is your pride and self-righteousness that appears that way. But who you are deep down inside is the true person that you carry. What you do when no one is looking is who you are. What you uh, think you got away with is who you are. Uh, What you struggle with in your flesh is who you are. And let me tell you this, we all are some messed up people. And as the, uh, listen, Jesus said uh, that in the last days, it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah. That's how it's going to be, that every man's thoughts was evil continually. Now, this world knows uh, how great a state they're in. And so what they're doing is they're, they're disguising evil and just calling it good, as the Bible says also. They want to dive into wickedness, but they don't want that on their conscience. So in order to soothe their conscience, uh, it was a big thing when they started calling homosexuality good. That's been long gone. That's been pushed down everybody's throat and pushed in schools. Uh, now Now they're getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into their own muck and mire. But thank God that the word of God keeps us all out of that mess. Sin is sin. uh, No matter what you call it, it's a sin. God is the righteous judge of all the earth, and he has the last say. Calling your problems uh, 
good or calling your sin good or making excuses for your sin is not going to bless your children. You want your children blessed. Parents, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to give up uh, your life. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ wanted some blessed children. Amen. He wanted children saved. The Bible says, as many as received him to them, gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The moment you get born again, the moment you get saved, you become a child of God. Christ had to make the sacrifice for that to happen. Parents, you want some blessed kids, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. You're going to have to put down your flesh. You're going to have to give up your life for the sake of your kids to see them come to Christ. Jesus said, if, if anyone prohibits these children from coming unto me, it were better that a millstone be uh, cast about their neck and thrown in the sea than for them to stop these kids from coming to me. That you should offend one of these little ones from coming to me. For such is the kingdom of God. He said, I'll never stop kids from coming to Christ. Happens all the time. I deal with parents all the time. I can't, uh, we, we, we can't, we don't have time. I don't have time to bring my kids to church. Wow. Listen, you want some blessed kids? Balaam, the Bible says, Balaam was so covetous and greedy uh, for the money that he did whatever it took. Nobody got in his way. He was just on a, a, a suicide bombing mission to get that money. And whatever got in his way, he just tried to barge through it. But the Lord stopped him. Here we have Noah. And the Bible says, in the days of Noah, every thought of his heart was just only evil continually. Verse 6 is one of the saddest verses in the Word of God. It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. That means God's heart had turned for the first time. And he said, why did I do this? He looked down at mankind and saw how bad, how great, uh, how wicked mankind has gotten, where they were only evil continually, their thoughts and imaginations of the heart, the fantasies, what we dive our minds into, what we allow our minds to get filled with. If you sought after God like we sought after sin, the Bible says that we, we, we will weary ourselves to sin. There's no, I'm tired when, when, there's, when that flesh drive is on you. You got to get it. You got to get that drink. You got to get that sexual pleasure. And nothing's going to stop you. Nothing's going to get in my way until I get it. Oh, if you can get a heart for God, where it'll drive you to, to seek God as God seeks you. It repented the Lord. This is the first time where God looked down and saw how bad my, mankind and said, why did I do this? Why? Why? God repented, not of, of sin. It was a turning. It was a remorse. It was a sorrow. He said, why did I do this? Why did I do this? I'm going to have to destroy everything. It got way out of hand. And at this time, Noah, listen, Adam almost seen the birth of Noah. Adam seen Noah's dad. Adam lived to see Noah's dad. Noah's dad and Noah's grandfather were old enough to work and help build the ark. Noah's father and grandfather, Lamech and Methuselah, died right before the flood came. A few years before the flood came, that's when they passed away. 
All these people were not that far from knowing each other. Adam almost saw the day Noah was born. Everybody was grouped up, and in that fast, blessings of God, you think when you think you have life in control, you don't. You want to see these kids blessed, you got to get uh, your face seeking God and turn to God. You say, well, look at this world. I can't change the world. No, but you could change your kids. You don't have to worry about everybody. You worry about your family. That's why I bring my family to church. You say, well, you're the pastor. Well, I, I wasn't always a pastor. I sought the Lord. I, brought my, I made sure that we were in church no matter what. And just like Brother Rob said, you come to church, God, boom, he just uses you. I remember saying, I'll never be a pastor. I'm st- I still say that. <laughs> and you don't know what God will do with you when you put yourself in God's way. God doesn't sit around. He uses you. And it feels good to be used by God. And you want your kids to be used by God. You want your kids to have purpose in life. Well, that's why I work hard, and that's why I want to give them a better life. That doesn't give them a better life. You're buying them sorrow. You're buying them woe and misery because you're pushing out the Lord for the sake of money. Look at verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You have one man here that didn't let it happen. The whole world was going to hell. But you have one man, one man for the sake of his wife and his kids, stood up for God, looked to God. It wasn't his righteousness. It wasn't who Noah was. He found God's grace. And as sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. And you can find God's grace to get you through so that you can just look up through the muck and mire of the world for the sake of your wife, spouse, for the sake of your kids. It just takes one person. One person to bring the blessing for the whole home. One person to say, I'm not going to be bought out by gain. I'm not going to be bought out by the devil. I'm not going to be bought out by my own flesh. I'm going to stand for God, hell or high water. I'm going to keep it moving because I want my family blessed. Kids, do you want to be cursed? No, they don't want to be cursed. Nobody wants to be cursed, but parents, you're in control. If you have young kids, you're in control of them right now. You want your kids to be blessed. Parents, that's up to you. I can have my kids cursed if I choose to go out of the right way. It'll bring a curse to my home. Sin, when sin comes into a home, it destroys. You don't have to look very far. Look what sin does to you immediately after you fall. It rips out the joy. It rips out the uh, strength. Military knows that. Enemy knows that. If you can give a man, uh, if you can get a man into pleasure, it takes, doesn't matter how strong the man is, they're gone. It takes away all their strength. Right, men? Immorality takes away all the strength that a man has. And it brings a weakness. It brings an instability. You look at marriages. How can we fix the marriages? How can we fix the home? We need Christ. How can we fix? Look what happened with the public schools. They took out prayer and Bible reading. Immediately, immediately it just fell. Immediately. The enemy knew that. It was an offensive book. It's an offense to the devil. But it's uplifting to everything that's good. 
And now they're just trying to fix the mess, but they can never fix or solve it because this is the only answer. And until they get this back, and until they see uh, that Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, the only life, they'll have no rest or peace of their sin. That's why they call evil good now. Because they say, you know what? This is an unsolvable problem. What we're calling sin is not sin anymore. It's now good. They don't know how to get rid of it. They don't know what to do with it. Oh, this child right here, this cursed child that their father was given over to everything, now he's filled with anger and filled with the devil. He has challenged problems. Yeah, he's got some problems. He needs some love. He needs some care. He needs Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man cometh unto the Father but by him. God saw that the wickedness of man was great. Verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I want to bring this home right now. Jesus said, when he returns in the last days, it's going to be as it was in Noah's day. Where when you look around, you're going to see everybody's mind is just given over to evil. Their thoughts are just wicked. The imaginations of their heart are just wicked. But you know this, you stand for Christ so that your children can be blessed. Don't bring a curse on your home by letting sin in. You stand for Christ. Let's go back to 2 Peter and we'll close. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. I want to say there's hope. It's never too late. If you have breath, it's never too late. You say, my kids are older. I made mistakes. They're still your kids. Maybe they'll have grandkids. You could be 100 years old. You still have a couple days. You give it to the Lord. God can do a lot with what you have left, and you give it to him. God can make a masterpiece. When God created this world, there was nothing. He spoke and it became. Let it be so. And it was so. If you give God a little bit, imagine what he can do with that. How much more he can make and do with. Not just for your direct kids, but your children's children and their children, that they may be blessed. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. I don't like that word. I only like it when it has to do with the Lord and us but not from me to anybody else. You know why? We're called to 
to have long-suffering one towards another, the Bible says. Be courteous, be kind, be pitiful. It means you have to suffer for a long time with people and dealing with who they are. And God is long-suffering towards us. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord wants all of us to turn. Noah found grace. Noah looked up one day and said, you know what, this, this world has gotten wicked. This world is getting worse and worse. So you know what he did? He looked up. He said, God, I don't want to be a part of this. I want you. Would you lead me and guide me? God at that time was looking down and said, I'm going to destroy this world, this whole world. As God was looking down, Noah was looking up. As God's looking down and seeing the disaster all around us, may he see you looking up and saying, God, not me. Don't let me be a part of this world. Don't let me be a part of what's going on. I want your blessings. I want your joy. I want your love. I want your word. I want your way. Would you allow me, uh, Lord, to partake in that? Would you bless me? Would you bless my children? Would you keep me separate from all this mess? And Noah found that grace in the eyes of the Lord. As God was looking down, Noah was looking up. And may you be looking up because the Lord's return is nigh. And Jesus said, will he find you watching? Will you be watching uh, when he returns? Will you be waiting and watching as the Lord returns? He's not slack, the Bible says. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. These last days, as we see it as it was before, is getting more and more wicked. May Jesus find you looking up. Find his grace. Get a hold of it. Uh, not for your sake only, but for the sake of the kids. May they be blessed and not cursed and have to go through and be a part uh, and find their own way in this world. This world's disastrous. May you lead them and guide them into all truth through the Holy Spirit of God and by his word. And if there's anyone here that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, May you get saved today. Let's pray. Lord in heaven, I ask you, Lord, for uh, just guidance and strength in this service, Lord. Father, I believe that there may be people here that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Lord, there's people here that uh, the devil has gripped up and maybe uh, is been cap captive, Lord, held captive by their own sin. I pray that you'd free them, uh, Lord, today from that bondage and destruction of their own flesh. Lord, I pray, oh God, that if there's anyone here that needs encouragement and grace and strength, Lord, may they uh, be looking up as you're looking down right now. Lord, whatever the needs of the people are, I pray that you, as the God of heaven, meet the needs of all of us here. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart. 
I want to invite you down to the altar to pray uh, that God will give you grace to be looking up in that hour as he's looking down. Maybe you're here today and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you died right now, you'd go right to hell because you have sins on your account. You didn't know that Jesus Christ had paid for all your sins for you. You didn't know that uh, it was because of you that he took the place on the cross. Uh, you didn't know that, uh, that it's not by works of righteousness which you've done, but it's by his mercy and by his grace and his love that wherewith he saved you. If you need the Lord Jesus Christ, you need him to save your soul. Would you come down? I'll take somebody from the word of God with the word of God to share with you how you can be saved. our parents living right for the Lord for the sake of our kids do it for them amen do it for Christ do it for them stand up for God live for God that your children that your grandchildren may be blessed